Welcome to today's episode of the Ask the Masters podcast. My name is Dave Penton, and I have the honor of sitting down with Lauren Stack from the NSPF. Stay tuned for a very informative show. Hello, and welcome to the Ask the Masters podcast. This podcast is dedicated to discussions about the design and construction of water shapes. The hosts of the show are all certified SWD masters who represent the leading builders and designers within the water shaping industry today. Okay, so welcome into this week's show. Uh, this week, I'm actually going to sit on the other side of the uh, the chair, uh, and I'm going to pass over to Lauren Stack and uh, introduce yourself. You've been on the program before, but uh, uh, we have some fun things to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. This is this has actually been a great month for swimming. So I'm Lauren Stack. I'm with the Pool and Hot Tub Alliance, and um, and also I run Step Into Swim, which is a philanthropic arm of the PHTA. And I'm here to talk to Dave about something, a brainchild of his, that resulted in a lot of positive energy uh, in the industry and outside of our industry. So, and that was International Swim Day. So, Dave, why don't you tell me when this happened, how this vision came to you, and you know what you did with it. So we are sitting here uh, right at the end of June right now, um, and International Swim Day 2019 was, uh, we just passed it last week on, uh, our, uh, sorry, June 19th, 2019. Um, and so two weeks prior to that, literally 13 days prior, um, I, I, I was sitting after surfing uh, and just had this epiphany in my head. Um, why is there no holiday? Uh, you know, I, I, uh, in my initial um, communication out to the industry and the people that I, I kind of rallied around to support this, um, I was researching international holidays, and you know, there's International Tire Shoes Day. Um, so, and and the day that I was doing it was International. I think it was Corn Cob Day. Corn on the Cob Day, <laughs> uh, of of all things, and and. And then I started to research, well, when is International Swim Day? And there is no holiday around swimming. There is, there's wonderful stuff. There's International Learn to Swim Day, which is typically mid-May, right in the middle of Water Safety Month, which is wonderful. And that's, uh, but that's pretty darn focused. It's, it's, uh, and, and wholeheartedly support that. Don't feel like we have any, I feel like that we can that's be a That's kind of like support. the world largest swim day, or swim lesson, right? Um, it, Are you it's a little bit that? different. Oh, no, it no, is? No. Really? There's that and? Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so right. So, so right. the month of May every year is, is Water Safety, water safety month. month. And gotcha. there is always somewhere in the middle, I think it was May 17th this year, okay. uh, is International Learn to Swim Day. Okay. Um, and then this year, on the 18th, um, the day before International Swim Day, was the world's largest swim lesson. Okay. Uh, and so that's where all of these organizations get together um, and literally have free swim lessons all around the country and actually all around the world. I was surprised as, as we helped kind of get the word out about that. Um, so, but there is no International Swim Day. Um, and so I've had this vision for a long time that as a swimming pool industry, we've lived in a bit of a bubble. Uh, and, and this bubble is, is only in and around swimming pools. Uh, and, and I even live in a sub-bubble of residential uh, swimming pools. Um, and there's not a lot of movement outside of our bubble. And I just feel like in, in 2019, that is not, um, it, it's, everything is becoming integrated. The, inter the internet has really integrated the entire world and everything. And, and it's just unhealthy for us to stay in our, 
our little bubble. It, the the world is is everything is related now, and mm -hmm. you can see everything the relations on the internet. Uh, and so, International Swim Day is not about promoting swimming pools. Um, it's about promoting swimming in all of its forms. Um, you know. We, being around water and being in water, there's so many health benefits to that. Um, and so um, we really worked hard this year. Um, we had people um, talking with uh, uh, Patty, uh, the uh, Scuba Diving Certification Institute. Um, we were in communication with Speedo. Uh, you know, we had a real good connection with the NDPA, which is the National Drowning Prevention Alliance. Um, and then just a couple days ago, we really uh, made the connection with the whole Blue Mind movement. Uh, and then we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but my vision is just that we need to celebrate swimming. Because um, swimming's fun, right? Exactly. It's fun, it's healthy, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was the, the theme this year is let's just have fun swimming. Um, you know, and, and so we did a, a, a real big campaign just around the fun and share your pictures of, uh, of, of having fun on International Swim Day. Uh, and this transcends so many different industries and that's my vision long term for this is to start to bring in everywhere water, you know, water immersion happens. Um, it's not just about swimming pools. That's absolutely. I mean, the world is 70% water, right? right? And there's so many activities, you know, you, you talked about scuba diving, you talk about surfing, you talk about boating and fishing, and all of that involves water. And, um, so, and it all binds us in that way. Yeah. And, and like you talked about Blue Mine, well, yeah, we will get to that. But let's talk about the, the less fun part of swimming, right? Sure. Something that the industry should, should really take responsibility for, and what is that? Yeah, so uh, my vision for International Swim Day is, is basically we have three tenets. Uh, number one, first and foremost, swimming is fun. Uh, it's fun, we need to get people involved in swimming. Um, uh, and why? Because of tenant number two, being in water has significant health benefits. Um, it's calming, it's, uh, it, it's, it's the best place to go for exercise. Mm -hmm. um, not everybody has water available, but the reality is, is that swimming is one of the places, unless you're playing water polo, um, that, uh, that is really a no impact um, on your joints. Uh, and so people that have you know, injuries that they can't go running, they can't you know, be on treadmills, they can't be on anything like that, they can go in the water and they can still get a good workout, a good strenuous workout with no impact on their joints. Mm -hmm. So um, that's just a tiny little piece of the health benefits of being in water. And then um, tenant number three is just that, um, I'm gonna speak for my industry, the residential swimming pool construction industry. I feel like we've really dropped the ball on, on talking about the potential dangers of a swimming pool. And um, just like you know, uh, the electrical plug in your bathroom or uh, getting in your car, we do dangerous things and we're, uh, we're exposed to dangerous things all the time in life, but we have conversations about those things. And uh, as, as a residential retail pool contractor, um, I feel like my industry has really dropped the ball and we have not had those discussions about we are building something that is potentially dangerous in your backyard. And so uh, kind of the, the anchor tenant that I, I feel like International Swim Day is, is to really help promote um, the, the 
benefits of, of getting children at a very, very early age exposed to water and learning how to swim. There's, I don't remember the stat, but there's some crazy stat about how uh, you might know the stat of how much safety it creates. Absolutely. Well, for one thing, let's, let's just acknowledge the fact that the um, number one cause of accidental death for children one to four years old is drowning. And 90% of those deaths happen in a backyard pool because that's where the little people would be unattended necessary, or yeah. children would be unattended. But the good thing is if you, you invest and you, and you tell the parents that formal swim lessons will decrease that chance of dying by 88%. That number still staggers me. It's, it's practically, it practically eliminates the danger. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, having safety features and locks on doors and fences around pools and and all that is is perfectly fine and and you know we should endorse that as an industry Absolutely. but actually the best thing you could do is teach your child to swim because you won't be able to be with them 100 percent of the time and and inevitably batteries wear out on alarms and and you know you uh, get lazy the, right you, well or the yeah. six-year-old who knows how to swim accidentally leaves the door open or the door doesn't get latched and the dog bumps into the door and leaves it open and you know, and then your your two-year-old can end up in the backyard. So it's not, you know, most of the time I think these drownings are totally unintentional. The, the Bodie Miller story comes to mind. They had all of the safety mechanisms in place, and yet a drowning still happened. And so, um, you know, it, it there's just, this conversation needs to be opened with the entire world. Um, and, and even beyond, uh, you know, just our clientele, um, you know, which tends to be middle class and upper middle class that is buying swimming pools. Um, but the reality is, is that there, uh, you know, inner city places and, and places oh, like yes. that, really municipal pools have been getting shut down for decades. And, and the tragedy of that is that people that can't afford a swimming pool in their backyard no longer have access to swimming pools. I mean, I grew up in, in Buffalo, New York, and nobody had swimming pools there. Uh, but I remember riding my bike all summer long down to the big municipal pool. I learned swim lessons in that pool, and we had the pool. I don't think it's available anymore. I think it's been shut down uh, you know, 10 or 12 years ago. So, um, you And know. so where do, where do they go? Those kids go to lakes, creeks, ponds. Sure. And if they don't know how to swim, they're more apt to die there. So the older children, you have two bumps, right? You have yeah, yeah, a big bump when you know the danger of, of drowning one to four. We talked about being in swimming pools, and then as the kids get older and braver, perhaps, or from peer pressure or whatever, they'll they'll venture out to the lakes and and they'll drown there at 11 to 14, and and particularly people of color. I mean, yeah. it's just five to six times even even higher for that um, population and, and we need to um, make sure that there's access to, to swim lessons for every child, yeah. really, every child. Yeah, and I can speak to this a little bit. Um, uh, you know my story. Um, I have uh, two black children. Uh, they're actually um, born and raised in America, uh, but we've adopted our two youngest, uh, our black children. And um, as I started researching this a little bit, um, there's there's some real misinformation out, out there about uh, you know black people and their fear of water and and there is some truth to that but I can tell you my children are fish and and so 
um, you know, it's just the exposure uh, that's what is needed. Oh, I mean, it's absolutely yeah, and it's the fear on the parents' part. If they never learn to swim, it, they're afraid that their child will drown. Yeah. So they don't think that that's what they should do. They should just keep them away from the water. But eventually, because kids are attracted to water, we all are. That you know, that's not protecting them in the long yeah. run. Yeah, so I'm in the middle of uh, the Blue Mind book. Uh, I can't believe I didn't discover this guy Oh my earlier. gosh, so Blue Mind, <laughs> if you haven't read it, everyone, everyone in the industry, in art industry, should read it. But it's uh, written by Wallace J. Nichols, and he has another book coming out too, which is Blue Life? Blue. Mission Blue. Mission Blue. Mission Blue, Mission Blue, which is one I'll have to read as well. But um, Jay is kind of like the father of, of water. Uh, and he really brings together a lot of aspects of the, the health benefits of water and doing things in, on, or underwater. And they're not just opinions. That's what I'm... Oh, no. It, it's, it's scientific fact. Well, he's yeah. a marine biologist. It's yeah. not like he's a somebody... PhD. Exactly. Yeah. So and he's actually doing the studies on brain science and all of that. I mean, it's pretty... Like I said, I can't believe that, that my vision has been brewing in my head for a number of years and and I've never found him until, you know, literally two weeks ago. It's it's I, I feel like our, our missions and our visions are so very similar. Um, but as I'm in the middle of the book, he, he had a really uh, a touching story about um, he took some uh, Native American Indians from the Arizona desert that had never really swam uh, and and he took them down to the Gulf of California in Mexico and um, took them and most of them didn't have they didn't know that they needed to bring shorts uh, and he said they all sat down and and uh, got scissors out and cut their pants off and made them into shorts and then he gave them snorkels taught them how to uh, how to swim in the water and how to use the snorkel and everything and um, this one little boy was just kind of floundering around and, and was underneath the water and and uh, and he got to talking to him and he said, you know, what do you think? And he's like, oh, it's, it's neat. And, and well, it turns out the little boy was not opening his eyes. He didn't Aww. realize that he had the mask on and, and, and he put his head underwater for the first time and he came back up and he's like, oh my gosh, I can't, this world is so amazing. And just, so that inspires me so much because it's like these, these there's so many people that haven't been exposed to water we need to change that and we need to as as a swimming pool industry I really feel like we have the uh, unique ability to be able to get behind something that really does change lives and does save lives yeah I, I my experience with Jay goes back a couple years he was brought in as the keynote for the World Aquatic Health Conference and so we were exposed to Blue Mind and um, I actually got a whole bunch of those books and I passed those around and he um, and since that time, actually, Tom Lachaki was the, the winner of the Blue Mind Award, which they give out annually. Oh, the Marvels, yeah. Yeah, the Marvels. And uh, he had that, and then that was passed on to another organization that's, um, that's uh, also endorsing another you know, aspect of water. But, so, but Jay, I mean, he's been out there. He's, been, he's like, like I said, he's a master in this. And how did, so you came in contact with him a couple weeks ago. This coincided with your whole International Swim Day. You reached out to him. And what did he do to help get the message out? And, and actually, what was the reach of your campaign? Um, yeah, so uh, essentially he does a um, uh, 100 days of Blue Mind. Um, I, I hope I got that right. Uh, but um, every summer uh, he has this 100-day campaign uh, like where he encourages summer. everybody to, uh, every day, to do something to get yourself in, on, 
under or near water. Uh, and so um, uh, as we kind of communicated a little bit, I still actually haven't met him or talked to him, uh, but we've communicated electronically a little bit. Um, he dedicated day 26 to International Swim Day uh, and shared some really great stories with, his, uh, with the people in his organization. Um, a really, really touching story about a woman who uh, had a deadly fear of water and how he actually personally kind of helped her overcome that fear uh, and I believe he took her scuba diving. Um, so just just some really touching stories. The one that really impacted me was um, uh, a, a pool south of Chicago um, and um, you know a, a, a neighborhood that's not necessarily uh, as uh, more impoverished neighborhood and um, how uh, one of the individuals in the neighborhood rallied uh, the city behind and got donations and got a municipal pool built and this was not too long ago and so it was just a really touching story about you know creating an environment for um, you know a less fortunate neighborhood for the kids to be able to come in um, so um, you know like I said I really feel like we've got uh, this interesting synergy going on and very um, similar visions with different implementations um, uh, so, um, as far as the overall campaign, um, you know, we, we pushed it really hard. We had a number of donations. We, we uh, kind of, I built a coalition around a number of different people. Um, we set up a GoFundMe, um, got donations to do a full media campaign um, uh, right here, uh, Varek Studio, where we're sitting right now. Um, we worked with them to really put together our logo and, and, and really put the news out about it. Um, and the, the latest stats, are, they're actually still growing, people are still sharing pictures, but we're somewhere around 65,000 people that we reached with our campaign uh, and uh, 2,500 um, individual, um, uh, I forget uh, the, the exact term, uh, but unique people that just, no, 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 60,000 unique users. Okay. Uh, but, um, interactions uh, where people like picked up oh. and shared or talked mm -hmm. about us or did other things. Very um, nice. That was just on Facebook and we had almost another 50,000 on Instagram. So the overall reach of the campaign, you know, somewhere around 100,000 people, um, which is really, really, you know, I, I couldn't have imagined that we could pull that off in such a short period in of time. 13 days or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and we had people, um, you know, uh, the NDPA really, uh, they kind of took hold of this and, and they had um, a lot of their organizations pushing it out. We had a lot of synergy with the um, World's Largest Swim Day mm -hmm. um, and a lot of those sites around the country and around the world um, were tagging our photos. We used a hashtag Swim Day 2019. And so a lot of those sites were, were sharing, even though it was the day before. Um, uh, and then, um, yeah, the Blue Mind organization, you know, they were talking about it. They dedicated. And we had some Olympic medalists as well getting into the Yeah, fight. yeah, Caitlin Sandino, um, who was um, uh, early 2000s. Um, mm -hmm. I think she was, uh, I think she's one of the only women that medaled in four separate strokes. Uh, she set a record uh, for American women. I think she had three gold medals and, and a bronze or something. Um, and just a, a really wonderful individual too. Um, so she really kind of took the ball and, and started talking about it pretty early on. And, and through her promotion, um, we had a number of uh, Olympic athletes that were talking about it and, and swim coaches and that. Uh, and so, um, you know, our, our reach was still really, um, uh, a lot 
within the swimming pool environment, um, and I had hoped that we're going to kind of break out of that. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to 2020, where we have more than 13 days to promote it, um, because I really, I really feel like this is something that so many industries can get behind. Um, and I think with Jay's help, we can we can really reach into those things. He is a spokesperson for the National Marine Manufacturers Association, uh, so the whole boating area and you know and and oceans and all the connections he has with scuba diving and everything else. I sure, and living here in Southern California, yeah. I mean, uh, Surf City is, you know, a mile and a half from the studio here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really hope to be able to tie in the surfing community to that. And, um, you know, one of our uh, constituents, Peter, uh, is really working on the dive community and making some inroads there. And, and, and we really, as an industry, should support world's largest swim lessons better than absolutely. we do. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, that, that is, we actually NSPF or NSPI actually created Water Safety Month. Wow! Yeah, a long, long time ago, um, probably a good ten years. Okay. And it has stayed. And it, it used to be we would pursue, you know, governors, you know, writing it in as a, you know, an official thing, and mayors and things like that. So, um, yeah, it was really started many, many years ago at NSPI. Yeah, and and the one thing that I really want to make clear is that I did not set out. Um, uh, if you look at the campaign, the campaign, it, there's nothing about my company, there's no. nothing about me. This is this is a holistic thing, and this is not a PR campaign for Dave Penton. Um, this is something that is good for the industry, um, and and uh, yeah, this year it was uh, it was a little bit um, the the reach was just because of the, my the people that I'm familiar with. Um, you know, the swimming pool industry really got behind it. Um, you know, and I, I feel like. Um, Commercial aquatics, uh, commercial construction, I feel like that industry, they're forced into it. The government mandates that they have lifeguards, that they have safety yes. buoys, that they have all of that. So so they're doing a pretty good job uh, around that whole conversation. Um, and I, I also feel like the service industry has really started to wake up to it uh, through some of the IPSA programs and all of that. And so um, really the whole goal of this is the, kind of the last part of the swimming pool construction industry, the residential retail construction side. Um, it's time for us to step up and step to the plate as well. Mm -hmm. Well, you took a great first step in doing that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for your vision. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad to talk about it. and, and uh, yeah. Look out it, it, for next year, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you want more information, um, we have a website set up, swimday.org. Um, and, uh, and the other thing that as we're closing out here, I want to make sure that everybody understands this is not a profit center for anybody. Um, this year, uh, we, we, we set a budget for our promotion, um, and we actually came in a little bit under budget for the promotion. And, uh, and this year, like every year moving forward, we're going uh, to designate a beneficiary. And so uh, this year, all of the additional funds, and we did have quite a few additional funds above our budget um, that came in, uh, are being donated to the NDPA. Uh, and and I can announce right now that uh, for 2020 we're gonna we're gonna your baby step, uh, in, step swim. in to swim. Yes. Uh, so everything that we raise above and beyond what is needed to uh, promote this for 2020, um, we will be donating all the additional proceeds to step in to swim. And if I can just say one word on step in to swim. 100% of the donations that come into that do go out yeah. to fund Learn to Swim programs, and we target disadvantaged children, and especially those that don't have access to swim lessons normally, and um, 
you know, that's what we, so. So explain that a little bit more, because it's one of the things that I love about it, because it's, you hear people talk about that, but the reality is, is that there are admin costs to everything, and those admin costs are actually taken care of. So literally, if you give a dollar to step into swim, that dollar goes out into the community. The admin costs are being handled by the foundation. Uh, yes. And there's not, there is no money that is siphoned off of there. So it's, it's one of those really unique pass-through opportunities where your your dollars all go to a you know a, a good cause. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's the the really the founding principle of it. Um, the pool and hot tub foundation, which is all always part of or now part of the alliance, uh, just set that forth when they they put the program in place in 2012, 100 percent, and they've maintained that and uh, carried through, and and we funded a lot of. Um, lessons for children. That's awesome. Yeah, tens of thousands and well, probably even a hundred thousand by now. That's but, cool. Yeah. So uh, as we wrap that up, uh, how can people find out more about Step Into Swim? Uh, go to stepintoswim.org and uh, we'd love your donations. Like we said, 100% in goes 100% out. Perfect. Thank you. And stay tuned for Swim Day 2020, which will be June 20th next year. It's always the first day of summer. So if you forget the actual day, just figure out when the first day of summer is. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Ask Masters podcast, and don't forget to check out our Facebook page each week on Tuesdays for new episodes of the show. I also want to encourage you to stop by the Ask the Masters Facebook page and invite other like-minded individuals to join us there as well. Feel free to jump into the conversations and even post your own questions. We want to create a community which fosters learning and discovery for the betterment of us all. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please be sure to subscribe and feel free to share.